0: One of the things we podcasters want more than anything is more listeners and good engagement with them. In this episode of Podcastification, Bella Vasta is going to bring it and tell us how. My name is Kerry Green, and I am the Client Happiness Guy at PodcastFastTrack.com, and this is Podcastification. Podcastification. Podcastification is all about you, teaching you how to podcast, how to put into practice the best practices that I and my team have learned in working with hundreds of clients. You are gonna podcast better from listening to this show. If you like what you hear on Podcast Vacation, please just hit the pause button, swipe to the sharing function on your app, and share this episode with somebody you know will benefit. And if you'd like to get in on more podcastification goodness, you can do it by subscribing to our Podcast Optimizer email series, and I promise you, you won't get lots of junk. You'll just get one actionable email a week. Go to podcastfasttrack.com slash optimizer. That is enough of that kind of stuff. Let's get you podcastificated right away. Well, I have a confession to make. I have tried many things in vain, trying to build community around the various podcasts that I have done. Not only podcasts, but businesses. I've tried to build Facebook groups. I've tried to do different things to get people talking and I just don't seem to have the mojo. Can anybody relate? Well, what I've realized is I'm doing the right things, but not always in the right ways. And I've allowed myself to become overwhelmed sometimes by all the things that could go into doing those kinds of communities. And so I wanted to bring someone on who is an expert at this, someone who knows how to build a community and actually also knows how Facebook works. Her name is Bella Vasta. She does a podcast for pet businesses, but she also rocks Facebook groups and is doing lots of speaking and coaching on those very subjects. So I'm just going to shut up and let you hear from Bella. Bella Vasta, welcome to Podcastification.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here.
0: I'm glad you uh, took me up on my offer. Let me uh, just dig in a little bit to why you're on the show. Yeah, I saw your post on Facebook about how to do Facebook groups in a better way, how to actually have effective ones. I've tried them in the past and they don't always go well. So. I'm eager to learn right along with my audience. But first, I want to hear a little bit about how you got into online stuff and yeah. why Facebook groups and all that stuff. So, so, fire away.
1: It's really very organic. I've been very lucky that I always kind of say yes to everything in my life, which is why I think it is organic. But back in 2012, uh, when Facebook groups were kind of just starting, I saw in my industry, a lot of people were starting them and they were full of drama. And they were negative. And no matter how much I was like, you know, the loud mouth in there, it just, you know, they just didn't appreciate it. So I said, I'm going to go make my own. What do you mean by drama when you say okay, that? Okay. So people would just like really gang up on each other. It was in the pet industry, uh, pet sitters and dog walkers. Some people that didn't necessarily have any, any leg to stand on would be giving very bad advice, and people would be following them. Or uh, a long time ago in our industry, it was very popular to have independent contractors. And I was very pro-employee before it was a thing. And uh, so a lot of people didn't really like that. So I would be very vocal and strong. And people didn't necessarily like that. They wanted it to be them, their own show about them. It was a little egotistical in a way. And so I said, no, Like I really want to help people. I'm a business coach. I'm going to start my own groups. And I did, and I didn't just start a pet industry group for pet sitters or dog walkers. I started a group called I Own a Pet Sitting Company with Staff. So it was pet sitting companies that were already starting to scale That had people working for them. And it was very specific that way because they all had common problems. It wasn't, oh, I walk my neighbor's dog and I have a pet sitting company, you know? And I imagine you kind of get that a lot in the podcasting community people haphazardly doing it, saying I'm a podcast host, and then other people that are real serious about it.
0: Yeah. And the same thing with podcast consultants and podcast coaches, you know, uh, someone's published their podcast for three months and suddenly they're a podcast coach. And that's kind of scary.
1: You haven't made enough mistakes yet to know.
0: (laughs) No, not at all. I mean, I'm not done making mistakes and I've been at this five years. So yeah, uh, but you know, you kind of get something under your belt after a while when you've worked with hundreds of clients and you've seen the best practices and the worst practices and you have something to say. So I can totally understand why you would want to do your group so specific. And I love that you made the name so specific because they just look at it and they know who it's for.
1: Let's talk about that really quick. Yeah, go for it what you name your Facebook group is so super important. Now I've helped a lot of different companies kind of create their own Facebook group and um, it varies across the way. But I really ask people, who are you going after? And what is their common either problem or interest? My company is called Jump Consulting and it wasn't going to be the Jump Consulting Facebook group. Like who wants to be a part of that? You know? <laughs> yeah. I want to attract specifically the people that owned a pet sitting company that had staff. That was my very first group. Okay, I've had many since then. Some pet sitters, I'll stay in that field because it's kind of a warm and fuzzy and easy thing to think about. But imagine you had a dog walking company in Scottsdale, Arizona, and it was called Carrie's Pet Sitting Company. You don't want to have a group that's called Carrie's Pet Sitting Company. You want to have something like Pet Lovers of Scottsdale. Or what's up Scottsdale pet lover community? You know, something like that that kind of can encompass the interest of loving your pets or being a pet parent where you could bring in a lot of different side businesses, groomers, trainers, pet stores, um, veterinarians, pet foods. And along with that, maybe local bars that are pet friendly, maybe hiking trails in the parks and recreation, maybe apartments that are very pet friendly. Communities, maybe even pet fairs or parades or holiday events or founders' days and things like that, where you can actually create a community around, yeah, you can bring your pet to the parade. Here's some good tips for how to do that. Or, yeah, here's great walking trails that don't mind if you bring your dog on them. It now becomes a community that you're building that offers so much value and you just happen to be the leader leading it.
0: Makes total sense. Now, let me ask you, how did you know? To name the group so specifically? Was that just kind of organic or intuitive for you, or did you get that advice somewhere?
1: You know, I didn't necessarily get the advice anywhere. I think it's, it comes down to just marketing and advertising, right? You want to be solving people's problems. You want it to be about them, not about you, and you'll attract more people. It's really that basic. Even on your website, you don't want to be talking all about you. You want to be talking about the problems that you solve for them. So I think a Facebook group is, Just the same. It's the same with when you, when you start doing the content and building the community and getting people to be vulnerable and ask questions and help each other. You're going to be doing it, making it all about them that the focus has to be on them because it is a community. It's not a dictatorship right? I mean, just even think about a town. It's about building the community and getting people to find common interests and help each other and be valuable. And I've i solved this problem this way. Maybe you could solve this problem this way too. So it wasn't a specific person that said that, but I found great success in advising a lot of people to form interest or problem-related groups around their brands. A really great example, if I can give one.
0: Sure, please.
1: I actually just got back from a conference yesterday, which is why I sound a little hoarse. It was uh, from Impact Branding, and they're out in Connecticut. And they started a group about maybe the beginning of this year. There's about 3,500 people in there. and They've gone gangbusters. But what they did is they called Impact Elite. So yes, it is using their name, but it's elite. And who doesn't want to be elite, right? Right. And inside, weekly, they go live and they have these talk shows. And they made a decision early on that even though they're like a branding and design and big agency, right? High dollar agency, that they were going to allow their competitors in there. They were going to allow people just starting out. Their goal was going to be to help the marketing community as a whole. And as such, they just had a conference that was phenomenal. It wasn't just for their clients. They they understand that you build relationships with people and the rest will come. And what better way to do it than in Facebook groups right now, since the Facebook apocalypse or Facebook zero, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, Facebook has come out and said to us, Carrie, we want engagement and people will interact with each other more in a Facebook group than they will on a Facebook page, right?
0: Yeah. Now let's stop there for a minute and differentiate for those who don't know, what is the difference between a group and a page?
1: Okay. So that's a great question. A page is that thing that you create that's public for everyone. And it's that thing that Facebook only likes to show two or 3% of it in the newsfeed. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: in other words, it's kind of invisible.
1: It is, but it's also kind of like important to have. It's kind of like the outside of your house, the shell of your house, if you will. And if you are a VIP or you're part of the Cool Kid Club, you get to go in the backyard or You get to go inside the house to use the bathroom, (laughs) like
0: a game room or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's where the Facebook group is, you know, think back to the kid days. Like if you could go inside someone's house, it was cool. That's kind of where the magic happens in those Facebook groups because although you and I know we could take screenshots and share it publicly, people still feel very safe in there. And they also feel a sense of belonging because there is that common interest or problem that is really bonding them together.
0: Yeah, that totally makes sense. Now let me give you a case study or a scenario. Let's do it. You can kind of unpack for me here. Let's imagine. Uh, I mean, we're talking to podcasters. We as podcasters want to build our community. Yes. Let's say we've got somebody whose podcast is the social media jazzer size podcast. I mean, <laughs> and look, and something crazy. How are they going to go about building a group, and why would they want to build a group?
1: So, first of all, I think building a group would help you get more rabid listeners, right? Because if we're just posting, hey, I've got a new podcast that came out on like our Facebook page, not a lot of people are going to see that, right? (sighs) Exactly. Yeah, snoring. (laughs) You also might be sending out an email every single week, but people get used to that. And they're like, oh yeah, there's another podcast. I don't have time for it. There's another podcast. I don't have time for it. When you're in a group, not only could you actually be on your podcast saying, hey, and we're going to share a special gift that our guest has. Carrie, you have a special gift for us today and we're not going to put it in the show notes. We're going to put it in the group. So you have to be part of the Cool Kids Club and get in the group to get your free download or get your free gift or whatever it might be. You could easily leverage it that way. That group, when you do post in there, you could do it a multitude of ways. You know, we've got a new podcast this week, but this is why you're going to want us to do it. You could do it really interesting. You could come on camera. You could say fun fact, did you know that you could burn 100 calories in one jazzercise? True or false? Listen to the podcast to find out. That probably wasn't a good like, example. Yeah. but yeah.
0: Well, my example is I mean? terrible like, to begin with. So
1: You could use the Facebook group as a catalyst that is part of your podcast, but also a way of engaging with people after the show and getting that conversation started. Your podcast has now changed into this or morphed into this conversation starter and the Facebook group finishes it. And when people are connecting that way, when I'm when I'm listening to a podcast, it's just me and the airwaves. Right. But when I'm listening to the podcast with a bunch of other people that are also listening the podcast, maybe you could have a question at the end of your podcast. Hey, now I have a challenge. The person that can come up with the best jazzercise size move and put it on video inside of our Facebook group <laughs> is gonna win a free Amazon gift card. I don't yeah, know, something, great. anything. You could do so much to make your podcast come alive. You could do behind the scenes outtakes in your Facebook group. I mean, my mind's just like flowing right now.
0: Yeah. There are I can so tell. many
1: things that you could do in that small little group that you couldn't necessarily put on your business page because it's more conversational than it is like, hey, look at me.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I can see the creativity. Uh, The juices are flowing. It's all kinds of uh, great ideas there. Now you've got a podcast. I do. So give me some good stories, good examples of the kinds of things that have happened because of your podcast group.
1: Oh my gosh. So I don't necessarily have a group for my podcast because for me, it would be overkill because I also have a coaching community. Okay. But what I do is in my coaching communities and the groups that I have for those, I share my podcast in there. So That tends to be where I get my like rabid fans or whatever. They go, I just binged on (laughs) Bella. Like that's a common (laughs) like theme. And it's it's really flattering when that happens, but you won't see someone say that on my main Facebook page. It's the people that are really following me are in my groups. And every Thursday we're like, hey, there's a new podcast today. They're like, oh my gosh, this is great. I have a road trip coming up this weekend and I'm gonna listen to like all of them. Or I just listened to a bunch of them and that. Because one person says that, Carrie, And because it's in the group, this is really, really important. Facebook shows that because it's the group. It shows up on all these other people's feeds. And they think, wow, that person just Bella binged. Maybe I should too. Yeah, maybe that
0: episode was super good.
1: There you go. And that kind of commentary is going to be shown because it was in a group. It would not have had the chances of being shown as much if it was on my Facebook page, nor would people feel safe enough for some weird reason to put it on a public page. You know, maybe they don't want their competition to know their secret that they're listening to my podcast or something. It's just this different kind of experience that you get in a group, um, both for the, for the watcher, the participator and for the group leader. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. There's something to be said for just the psychological impact of knowing you're in a private group.
1: 100%.
0: Even though there's thousands of people in the group.
1: 100%. It's it's kind of uncanny to me.
0: It's pretty strange, but it's just the way our psyche works.
1: And in the screenshot day of age too. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> nothing really is like private or secret, or but we have this false sense of security in there. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, and it's not like you, as the leader of the group or the podcaster, are taking advantage of that. It's like you're using that as a as a way to benefit your audience even more.
1: Yeah. Now talking more towards all of your amazing listeners, another way that you could do it to kind of monetize, because I always go back to monetize, because we're all in a for-profit business at the end of the day somehow, right? Yeah, most of us. You could even take it a a step further and maybe your podcast, I'm just going to make up something on the fly here. Maybe your podcast brings on incredible people, but maybe what your podcast does, and I, I don't know anyone that's done this, so... Take this idea if you want. Yeah, let me hear it. You could have 20% or 20 minutes of your podcast that's all about the person and all what they've done, the results of what they've done. And then you go, okay, that's the end of episode one. Now episode 1.5, you have to go into my paid Facebook group to hear how. Now I give you the actionable steps that you need to take in order to get all of that amazingness there. Hmm. So your podcast is out there, but in order to join the Cool Kid Podcast Group, maybe it's a nine ninety nine a month thing, and maybe because most of us as podcasters are providing this incredible value that ten years ago would have been, you know, a course, yeah. right?
0: Something you have to do mail in course or something like that ten years ago. But I, I can see yeah. your point there.
1: Take all those rabid fans and make like a, a mastermind group out of it. You could say, if you liked this, we're going to deep dive into a topic and we're going to do it together for the next four weeks. I talk about this thing called a pop-up group. Groups, I think people think of them as indefinitely all the time. And groups aren't always indefinitely, Carrie. You could have a four-week or six-week pop-up group, charge people a certain amount of money. It starts at a certain time, it ends at a certain time, and literally you kick them out at that end. But they pay you a chunk of change to be in there. And again, it's where that intimacy comes. It's where that deep dive, that learning, those value bombs all come.
0: Yeah, And you're also building relationship at the same time with those people on a deeper level.
1: Yeah. And once they go through one of those, they usually become rabid fans and they want to recycle and they want to do the next one you do.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like uh, going to a good restaurant. I mean, when you find a new good restaurant, you're there like four times within a month.
1: I love that. That's perfect. And I stumbled upon that because, and last year I did just that. I was part of this workout group and I was together with all these people and we had like, you know, a common goal and we were going through this whole program. And it was so inspiring and challenging that I said, hey, can I do this with, with business as well? So I took one of my products that was like uh, have employees in 30 days or less. So it's like a four-week program. It's self-taught, but I brought it to life. So what I want your podcasters to think right now is, is there a product or service that I'm currently selling that I could put a time limit on and walk people through it like as a lesson plan and start up a group, charge for people to be in it, go through it, deep dive it, the beautiful thing about groups is you can schedule posts too. Yeah. So you could front load all of this. And once you do it once, you have your blueprint that you could do it once a quarter. You could make ten or twenty thousand dollars depending on your price point, your yeah. community, just boom, doing it.
0: Yeah, and front loading, you can front load images, you can front load videos, you can front load PDF download. I mean, all kinds of stuff you could front load. That is a great idea. Now, Bella, we're going to take our mid-roll break here. And when we come back, I want to hear some more of this good stuff. This creative stuff is just fun. But I also want to get into the steps someone needs to take if they are like a Facebook group newbie and they have never done one. How do they set it up? What are the best practices? And you're talking about paid groups too. We want to hear how you set that up as well. So we'll be right back. You know, it's hard to know exactly who is listening to a podcast, isn't it? I mean, our analytics tell us downloads and in some cases even tell us where in the world people are listening, but learning exactly who those people are is kind of hard. That's why building a community like the one I'm building on Facebook is important because it helps you to know your listeners better on a personal level so you can bring better quality content to them that really addresses their needs and the things that they need to know. By the way, that Facebook group can be found at podcastfasttrack.com slash Facebook group. And I bring all that up just because I don't know exactly who you are. (laughs) I'm glad you're listening. And it's obvious because of the themes of my show that you are either a podcaster or you're interested in podcasting and learning more about it. And given those things, I just feel like I should make this available to you. If you are in a setting, maybe it's part of a chamber of commerce or a business or some kind of a community service organization, and you think podcasting would be something that your clientele or your demographic or audience would be interested in learning more about, and you do events or you do situations where you need training about things like podcasting, I do speaking at events for podcasting, to talk about what is a podcast, how to start a podcast, how to grow your audience, all those kinds of things. I am more than willing to come and speak at events that you and your organization could truly benefit from content about podcasting. If you're interested, you can reach out to me, carrie, C-A-R-E-Y, at podcastfasttrack.com, or you can go to that Facebook group that I mentioned, podcastfasttrack.com slash Facebook group, and let me know. I would love to chat with you about your event and how we can bring incredible value to your audience by educating them about podcasting. Okay, we're talking with Bella about Facebook groups. Man, Bella, you are just bringing it. Do you feel like you're bringing it?
1: Yes, I'm flowing right now. (laughs) (laughs) I love this stuff. Like, Can you tell I'm passionate about it? Yeah,
0: this is fun stuff because when community really starts to happen and you really start seeing people benefit, Man, it just really gets you jazzed as a content creator. It really does. And I think that's why most of us are podcasting. We want to help. We really want to be of help to people. All right. So we were talking about all these great ideas for Facebook groups, but I suspect there's probably at least half of my audience who has never started a Facebook group. They know what they are. They've seen them. they may be in some but they've never started one and and it seems like kind of an overwhelming thing because you know the moderator of the group is always posting stuff and they're always in there talking with people you know whatever man where do they start and how do they avoid overwhelm maybe we should start there how do they avoid thinking this thing is overwhelming
1: so this thing is definitely not overwhelming it's only as overwhelming as you allow it to be so like anything in your business you need to have a plan for it when people get overwhelmed it's basically because of a lack of decision making And they don't make the decisions. The decisions just pile up. So I'm going to legitimately walk you through. I want you to go to your Facebook page, your homepage, click on your profile.
0: I'm doing it right now.
1: Good. Okay, good. You can test it. Make sure that what I'm saying is true.
0: That's right. I'm setting up a group that somehow will be for this podcast. So that's what we're (laughs) going to do. All right. I'm on my page. look
1: at this. This is awesome. You're a fearless leader. Yeah. On the left-hand side, you're going to see groups underneath explore. Do you see that?
0: And you're saying on my personal page? Yes. All right. Let me go down here. I'm sorry.
1: Press home. Press home. Home on the bar. Gotcha. Yep. And then you see on the left-hand side, it says uh, shortcuts explore and then groups. Yep. All right. So you click on groups and up at the top right corner, there's going to be a big green button that says create group. I want you to press that. It's happening. And so this is where the whole, you got to kind of like think a little bit about what you actually want to do. And of course, you could always change the name of your group. But the very first thing Facebook asks is name your group. yeah. <laughs> and then add people. You have to add at least one person to your group in order for them to start it. Otherwise, you don't have a group. <laughs>
0: sure. I'm going to name this one podcasting step by step.
1: Okay. And you could always change it too.
0: I'll add my wife. How's that? Perfect. She will say, what is this? (laughs) Okay, there we go. All right. And it says closed group. Do I want to leave it there?
1: So I think you should leave it there. Let me just give you a quick overview there. And this is the, the very basic thing. So one, public group, just as it says, anyone can find the group. It's public. Anyone can read what's going on in there. Like It's public. All right. Okay. The second one is a closed group. So anyone can find the group. Maybe they're trying to like find out what you're doing online, but only the members who are in the group can see who's in it and what's posting. Okay. And then a secret group is no matter how hard I search, I'm not finding you. And so those secret groups are often good for those pop-up groups I was telling you about. Like You don't necessarily want people to stumble upon it or see it, or maybe you're just in a secret group that you don't want anyone to know about, right? So it won't come up in the search because another powerful, and this is a side note here, A powerful thing for groups, and the reason why those community groups work people will search on Facebook in the search bar. You know, we search a lot for like people's names, but people might also search for marketing or Facebook groups or maybe your town. Have you ever searched Mm -hmm. for something in your town? Sure. And those groups will pop up if those names are in there. Or you could click the group tab and only the groups will come up that have those things in it. So your name wants to, you know, you want to be found most of the time or our podcast listeners are probably going to want to be found. Yeah. So I would say closed group. That's where I would leave it. And then you might also want to pin it to the shortcuts so that you can find your group easily.
0: They're on the left-hand side. Yeah. 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 All right. And then I'm just going to create. Yep. It is creating. Awesome. Yay. I'm a creator of a Facebook group.
1: (laughs) So once you get in there, a couple of elements that are going to be really important is you're going to want to create some ground rules Because how can you enforce rules if you don't have them? I suggest rather than staring at the cursor, go ahead and Google Facebook group rules and find one to your liking. You're going to want to upload a photo, you know, photo for the group. Maybe it'll have your branding on it. Maybe it will have some sort of a call to action. You also want to have people answer questions. And that's in settings.
0: You mean in order to get into the group?
1: Yes. And here's why. These questions can provide you with an abundance of content, if done right. And it can also get people to subscribe to you. So one question I always encourage people to ask is, what's your email so I can keep you up to date? By doing this, you know you're going to be added to my email list. The second one could be, again, we have to kind of have a a theme or something, but what's your biggest challenge in social media jazzercise? (laughs) Or whatever it is that we're doing, right? Sure. And then what's one thing you're hoping to get from the group? That's always kind of an interesting question. Those are three questions you could ask. And it just takes a little bit of time, but you could get a VA or you get yourself, get out a spreadsheet and just keep track of it all. On those times when we were talking about going live in the group and you're like, well, what do I go live on? I don't know what to talk about. Go right to that spreadsheet. People already told you what they want to hear you talk about.
0: Yeah, that's good. Problems
1: they want you to solve. Or because we're podcasters, it could be people to go seek out to have on your podcast and make people feel really important. Hey, Carrie had this question when he joined and that's why I wanted to have you on here. Hey, Carrie, this one's for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great. How
1: amazing would that be?
0: Yeah. Totally cool. So we're adding a photo. We're adding questions for members to come in. You've got the ideas that you're keeping in a spreadsheet to be able to address as you go. What are the ways that you engage with people and get the conversation flowing? What are the best practices there?
1: So let me start off with what you shouldn't do. Okay. You shouldn't do this like Tips Tuesday and Wacky Wednesdays and (laughs) have that every single week. Because just like we talked about before, people get immune to that. Yeah. And it's really not that engaging and exciting. I would say you should post in there at least once a day. It's hard without like a concrete example, but Your podcast is probably around a certain topic, right? So pick like five subdomains around that, five subtopics. I'll use pets if that's okay, because it's the freshest thing in my mind. So maybe we want to talk about staff issues. That could be one. Maybe we could talk about goals of the week and how to achieve goals is two. Maybe marketing strategies and techniques is like another one. And I don't know, we could pick more, right? Yeah. But if you take those three like subtopics, And you just brainstorm all these things that you could put underneath them. Get a photo or a video or however you want to present it and start scheduling that stuff in there. And when people start replying, it's really important to acknowledge them. And, oh, that's great. And if you really want to get it going, end that in a question back to them. Oh, that's a great marketing tip. How did you come up with that? Mm -hmm. You know, And get that cycle of engagement going. In the beginning, you're not going to have a lot of people that talk and I don't want you to get discouraged either if you only have 20% of the people that are actually members communicating. it's pretty typical.
0: Yeah, that's really pretty cool because if you have 20 people talking to you that weren't before, you've just built some relationships. Yeah. That's really cool. It's pretty
1: powerful stuff. Yeah,
0: those are great tips, great ideas. Now I'm noticing also here when you set up the group, it has a thing where you pick the group type and some of these totally make sense, you know, like buy and sell or family or whatever Mm -hmm. But there's one called social learning. What, uh-huh. what is that?
1: You could do that too.
0: What, what is that? <laughs> it's what learning that socially. Even
1: so, so something else that groups are doing is um, you can have things like units, and so you know the feed gets really cluttered after a while, and then people are asking the same question over and over again. So it's almost like you can create this section called units and you can have all... In my mastermind, we do units based off of the topic and the month because every month our topic changes. Got it. So say you entered into our group because it is a social learning group and you're asking me a video question. I'm going to say, Carrie, go to units and click February videos and you're going to see the post that's going to help you. And so as the administrator, you can mark those posts to be in the unit. And it's a really great way. And a lot of people don't know about it, but it's a really great way to organize your content if it is a learning type thing.
0: So my podcasting step-by-step group obviously should be in this. Yeah. And so is it that the moderator can tag just their own posts that they've made or everybody's?
1: They could do everybody's, but as the moderator of the group, I would want to be producing the content that's that learning content you'd be guiding the conversation so yeah with your how to start a podcast again just like how to have employees in 30 days you could easily do a pop-up group for that sure and then you could dump them into your general group not dump like on yeah. yeah like you know and say okay now we're done with this guys now you get to be in my graduate group you yeah. know yeah So maybe it's a a small one where they have to do it really quick and they pay you a certain amount of money to be there for them Monday through Friday for a couple of weeks. And then they go, but we don't want to leave you. I was like, it's okay. (laughs) I've got a general group of everyone else that has been through this too. And eventually, you're growing this group of people and you can even recycle it because you could start another product and ask them, hey, you want to jump in this? You could have other experts come in and do takeovers and you could interview them. You could do so much.
0: Yeah, cool. Now you mentioned it again, paid groups, having people pay you to get into a group. How do you set that sort of thing up?
1: So, Facebook is actually making it a lot easier for us these days. They're starting to actually at this point in time, we're actually recording here August 2018, and I might date myself in a couple months cuz things just, you know, change yeah, so change. much here. So, go ahead and google it if you're not listening to it right now. But um they're testing a subscription function right now, which is really Helpful. Right now, in order to do that, you have to do it through a third party. So depending on how you do your e-commerce, you have to have someone pay for something and then you can like admit them into the group.
0: Yeah. So you do it through PayPal or Gumroad or something like that. Yeah. They would receive the private link to ask to join the group and then you would have to approve them.
1: Yeah. And so as you could imagine, I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot, but when you multiply that by a couple hundred people, oh yeah. That's a lot of like reconciling. Every mm-hmm. month, like who paid, who didn't, who left, yeah, who gets yeah. to get out of the group. We have to do an audit. It's all this stuff. So I'm actually really excited about that feature that uh, Facebook's finally coming out with.
0: So is that coming out like in the near future or is it just being talked about? I mean, what do you know about that?
1: They're already testing it and rolling it out. But Lord only knows when they're going to make it available to the public. So I, I truly don't know. But I that know totally that some sense. people do have that.
0: Okay, so... We've gotten into the minutiae of how to start a group. It doesn't sound that intimidating. I mean, I'm looking at it on my screen right now. It's not that bad. Of course, there's a lot of things you have to go through, description, tags, location, blah, blah, blah. I mean, those are kind of no-brainer things. We can all figure that out. Let's step back just a second and wrap up by giving us your best pitch for why in the world a podcaster would want to start a Facebook group.
1: I'm going to be so simplistic here. You want listeners. You want repeat listeners. The best way to stay in front of your repeat listener in a way that they're going to listen, pun intended, is a Facebook group. Tell me why. They're not going to constantly be opening up your emails. They're going to be busy. They're going to forget about it. They're not going to constantly be opening up their podcast app or picking yours over other people's but they will be turned on in a curiosity way when you come up on their Facebook feed because it's a group and be like, oh yeah, I totally meant to go listen to Carrie's podcast. Or he had such a teaser, I wonder what really did happen on that show where I I was wondering about that topic, I could learn about that topic. Mm. That Facebook group is going to come up not just once like an email will, but multiple times. For however long they're a member in that group. It just is. That's what Facebook's gonna do on the logarithm. Hmm.
0: So what you're saying is that's in their own personal feed, or they used to call it a wall, you know, the the news yep. feed that goes whenever things are posted in the group, it's more likely to pop
1: up. It absolutely will pop up more because it is a group, because there's engagement. Facebook has said time and time again, two things like One, the videos are always going to show. I don't know if you've ever taken a serious look at what's on your mobile newsfeed. Like, Get out your phone. It's all video. And count how many videos they show you, right? Now take that video and also put it in a group where there's engagement. Facebook wants you to have a good experience on Facebook. They're not going to show you some stale page that no one talks to or engages with. They're going to show threads that have a lot going on and that just so happens to be in Facebook groups.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. That yeah. is really cool. Well, Bella, I know you've got to go get your daughter from school here in a bit, but man, this has been like a like a knowledge bomb that's blowing my head apart. Um,
1: Yay! <laughs> so much good stuff.
0: I'm, I'm seeing the potential and I'm seeing uh, that you've got some really creative ideas on best practices. So this is great. Before we go, though. I want you to have the opportunity to just tell people what you do. You said you're a coach and you do business coaching and things like that. So tell us about that.
1: Right. So um, I do business coaching and a lot of what I'm doing now is speaking. And I'm speaking a lot to a lot of different organizations about Facebook groups, um, about leadership and their own life and their business and uh, social media and marketing. Um, that's really what I'm spending my time doing. If you want to um, follow me, I always love to just get more people like in my ecosystem and just learn from people. Uh, the more the merrier. So, find me on Facebook. It's BellaVasta.com. Be like and Victor, A-S-T-A. You can go to BellaVasta.com too. My podcast is Bella in Your Business because my parents told me to mind my own business my whole <laughs> life. <laughs> to date, we're on our 110th episode, I believe. And we're pretty much syndicated everywhere. So, you can find us everywhere.
0: Yeah. So, Bella in Your Business and uh, Bellavasta. Dot com. And if people want to reach out to you on Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff, you're
1: there. 100%. Just search Bella Vasta. I'm the only one aside from a three-year-old.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, my name's unique enough too. There's There's me and a basketball coach at Liberty University and that's it. Spelled the way that I spell it. So it's it's kind of fun. So Bella, I so appreciate this. You've been so helpful and have added so much value. You're going to have to hold me accountable here. I got the group started. I've got to start doing what you said. So,
1: Well, add me to that group and let me be along for the ride.
0: Yeah. You kick me in the tail when I need it.
1: uh, (laughs) That has actually been called the Bella butt kicking. That's what we call it.
0: Well, that's good. That's good. (laughs) And uh, she'll show up in the group and say, Carrie, where are you? You know, and (laughs) that's all right. Well, I so appreciate it. Thanks so much for your time.
1: Thank you, sir.
0: Whoa, (laughs) my mind is blown. Bella brought it, didn't she? I mean, you could just hear the creativity oozing out of her mouth as she was saying all that stuff. She has figured a lot of this stuff out. Some of those practices for doing private Facebook groups that people have to pay for and you can build community and then Dump them into a a general community afterward and then promote to them again your next group that builds on what they learned before. I mean, my goodness, there's like a recurring revenue machine there for people who will take the time to figure it out and use it. That's really cool. I want to hear what you have learned about Facebook groups. You can reach out to me, Carrie, C-A-R-E-Y at podcastfasttrack.com. And you also can join the new podcastification Facebook group. I don't have a cool name for it yet, but you can find it at podcastfasttrack.com slash Facebook group. Now, you know what time it is. It's time for you to go out and make it a podcast-ficating day. This show is brought to you by Podcast Fast Track, where my team provides professional podcasting services. Without the time suck. Full production, editing, and show notes all in one monthly subscription package. You can find out more at PodcastFastTrack.com. Now go out and make it a podcastificating day. Audio editing and show notes by PodcastFastTrack.com. Get 15% off your first month by mentioning this show.